Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers and I'm a body positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, this is, is Life in Spanglish. Well, honey, I'm going to hit you with a question because I know I certainly have many, many times. And I'll just be honest, I've never been picked up. Have you ever put in a tape to be on a reality show? No, I was on a show when I was like a teenager, like a daytime talk show, but that's about it. Oh, really? We'll discuss later. Which one? We'll discuss later. Okay, okay. We'll I'm not too proud later. of it, okay. but well, have you? You try to be on reality TV? <laughs> when I was a freshman at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, I submitted a tape to be on The Real World. Back in the day when MTV's The Real World was the business. And I thought, you know, what a great way for me to break into entertainment, be on a reality show. And I, I had to take a VHS tape have somebody in the audio visual department record me. I mean, it was a process, right? I sent this tape out to Buna Murray Productions over at MTV and I never got a letter. You mailed it? Yeah, you had to mail that shit in, you know? And I like sat there and I would go to my little, like my little tiny mailbox in my dorm. And I was like, okay, today's going to be the day. Aww. They're going to want me because I am young. I'm a Latina. I'm this and that. And womp womp. I never got the call. So I have been obsessed with reality TV. And this past year, it gave me such great joy to see I, two people who I consider to be like little sisters, Lulu and Lala. They've been on the show before with us, honey. When you saw that Lulu and Lala were going to be on The Amazing Race, what what went through your head? I was so hyped. I felt like I felt so cheesy because I was just like, yo, they, they're going to be on. I was like, so high. I was telling everybody, I was telling my husband, I'm like, Lulu and Lala. I was just so excited because they feel like family to me too. Seriously. But what they did on that show, I was like, bruh, let me sit my ass down because I could never. 
<laughs> no. And we have the girls here with us today. Lulu and Lala, thank you so much for being with us here today on the show. Thank hey. you for having us. It's yes, good to you, see you girls. You guys are amazing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, the Amazing Race. <laughs> One of the best experiences that we've had in our whole lives. We haven't had kids. We haven't gotten married. This by far is topping. <laughs> Carolina, will having kids top it? Oh my gosh. It's different. It's a different kind of joy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, but you know, you guys bring up a really great point. And this is what I wanted to dive into because there are so many people who think, how hard is it to be on reality TV? You know, they see a show or they think I could be on Survivor or I could be on American Idol. So I want you to walk us through the process. Like tell people what happened. Like how long ago did you guys even start trying to be on reality TV? Like I know you guys tried out for a couple of other things too though but like just walk us through the process and how you guys actually did it okay well lord knows no. that we've been uh you know auditioning here it's not easy but you know it takes time you gotta have patience yes um for the amazing race though we got lucky because they actually reached out to us all right oh what oh i'm my bad hold on one second honey you want to flip your hair for a second hold up i'm sorry we got some celebrities here it all went down on the DM, actually. I remember it was in Christmas of 20, 2019, I think. Yeah. 2018. Um, and they hit us up with the DM saying, hey, girls, uh, we've been following you. You know, do you would you be interested in being on The Amazing Race? Now, obviously, we're like, who is this creeper that's trying to, like, pick us up, trying to tell us about this amazing show that we knew of? But, like, what are the odds that? Somebody on serious. Instagram is going to tell us, hey, you know, I'm a casting director, agent. You know, we want you to be on the show. We were like, really? Come on, get out of here. We've heard that one before, especially in this industry. Everybody's a casting agent or they know someone who can get you into someone. You feel me? Exactly. exactly. So back and forth, um, uh, uh, Andy actually was like, no, for real. I'm not like a creeper. You could look me up, Google me. This is my LinkedIn. This is my work email. Like, this is the company. And it was all legit because obviously we did our research. And he's like, yeah, I think you girls are great. And, and, you know, you would be fun to have you if you could come and audition for us. And we, like, looked at each other, Lilo and I, and we're like, why not? This seems like it's going to be fun. You're traveling the world. It was I mean, actually 2019 now that I'm thinking about it. But yes, we did do what Lala said. We were like, all right, let's let's set in the it's through Zoom now. You know, you had mentioned that you sent in a cassette. Things have, you know, evolved. So and it was the initial interview through Zoom. And then they flew us out so that we could audition in front of the casting directors and producers too. Cause they like to see like the they, banter between the both of and us and like the vibe. And, and a, a lot of people like through zoom, you can't really catch that. You can't really get that feeling. And then they also put us in front of the creators of the show and then Phil, which is the main host. host. So it was a little nerve wracking because you, you're going through one producer to another producer and you're kind of like, what is it that they're, they're looking, looking for? for? Um, and we're just being ourselves. So and we're then like, you see the other castmates and you're told, don't even look at them. Don't talk to them. Don't socialize. Like it was like you're in the hotel room and then you have a meeting with these people and then back to the hotel room and then you have lunch, but you can't talk to anybody. And then back to the hotel room. So it was very, you kind of start seeing like, all right, these two look like they're also auditioning this, this couple here looks like they're auditioning too. So you start kind of like sizing everyone up, even drawing the audition process because you don't know if you're going to see them if they choose you on the on the show 
Um, so that was that. But when you say audition, like what exactly does that mean, though? You know what I mean? Because like, do they ask you questions about yourself? Is it a questionnaire? Do they give you different scenarios? Like what what does that mean in audition? Okay, so, so first you they ask you, you know, who are you? What do you do? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? You uh, know, what, what are you scared of? Is there anything that you wouldn't do? Because obviously in the amazing race, you're doing things that you normally wouldn't be doing, you know, jumping off a bridge and eating stuff. And, and then they'll give you scenarios and then they'll ask you, like, what would you do if? And then they give you a scenario. You also have to be evaluated. You go through a psychiatric like, evaluation. evaluation and they Oh, I'm out. It's like a 500, <laughs> 500 question. Um, I felt like I was test. taking the SATs all over again because it's so long. It's like an hour and a half long. You have to go through physical examination as well. And so it's it's a which is great because that just goes to show you how they really make sure that if you're going to be on the show, that you're not going to end up having a heart attack in the middle of a of, of, a, of a life. Honey, we're out. I got a bad knee. I got a bad back. I mean, that's it for us, honey. We're just going to have to do this podcast forever. First of all, I'm not jumping off it anything all i'm doing is jumping to conclusions That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be telling them i'm afraid of watermelon i don't like it you know because you guys had to eat like moldy like maggot cheese and stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know i really can't stand um you know sour patch kids i, I don't know i'd be making shit up because i wouldn't want them to give me like the nasty stuff yeah. so you guys went through the audition and then what happens is, do they fly you home and then you don't hear from them? So, yeah, they flew us home and then we waited about maybe, I would say like a week, maybe. A week or I would a say like days. a month. Yeah, well, a week. I don't even remember because it was so long ago. But you do wait a, and you're kind of just wondering, like, was I not good enough? Like, are they going to call me? Like, what did we not say or what did we say that we shouldn't have said? So it kind of like messes with your head and you start kind of doubting yourself. This is like, where the mind uh starts playing games with you because you start doubting yourself and they do it on purpose to see how you would react and how you can stay, you know, how calm you can stay throughout the whole thing. I mean, this is just the audition process. <laughs> so the anxiety is already like, okay, this is, this, this is the is beginning. Uh, but you know, luckily we were called maybe again, a week, a month. I, I don't really know. And then they, that's when they give you the rundown. All right. Uh, we're set to be leaving such and such date. You have about that gives you like two, three weeks to train. Um, make sure you what they did warn us is make sure you know how to drive stick shift and you, you know how to swim like the basics. They also don't tell you what to pack because on a regular season of the amazing race, you're going from cold weather to to hot weather to mild weather like you're going all over the place. And, and so you have to pack what you think you're going to need to survive on the amazing race. They yeah. don't tell you what to pack at all. Unbelievable. Now, I do have a question about the reaction when you got the news that you're going to be on the show. What goes through your head? What was the conversation like with your family? Because I know you guys are super close with your mom and dad. And, you know, I know your Mima, you, you had your grandmother at the time. What was that conversation like with your family? Because I know Latinos, they're all about keeping the family secrets, the honor, you know, tienen un nombre, you have to represent, all of that stuff. Like, what was that conversation like with mom and dad and, and everybody else? 
Well, well, when we got the news that we, you know, had been casted, we were super excited uh, because it was like, all right, we were excited. We're like, we're going to travel. We're going to do this. We're going to prove to everyone. And it's the amazing race. It's not like all the other reality shows where there's drama and you're like forced to like make out with people. This is like you're traveling the world. You're going to be doing something that you most likely wouldn't do on a regular vacation. Um, and it's an experience. Nah. So we were excited now with when it came to our parents, my dad was excited because he, you know, he's the adventurous type. And he knew, although he was worried, he had confidence in us. Now, my mom was polar opposite. She, she was, was like, no, you don't have to go. What about your job? You, you really don't want to risk your job. I think you should stay here. Or, you know, what if you break a leg and, uh, you know, we're going to be away. We were away for like, uh, they tell you, you're going to be away for about five weeks. There's no communication at all. You don't have your phone, nothing. The guilt trip is like, well, you know, we're all getting old. You never know what can happen. <laughs> so we're like, really? Wow, it's so so dramatic. But you know, Latina moms se preocupan. They're they think the worst out of because they're moms. They're always gonna worry and they want the best and they don't want anything negative to happen to you. So you know, it took a little convincing. Uh, my mom knows that we're we've always been an athletic, adventurous type. We're not really scared of heights or anything. So she she knew that we would be fine. But it's that worry and that not being able to control <laughs> the situation. Now let me ask you. How hard was it to not have your phone for all those weeks? Because some people can't go an hour without looking at their phones. You yeah. Know, at the beginning, we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I don't have my phone. Like, what am I supposed to do with myself? But I want to say an hour after they took the phones away, it was so peaceful. Mm -hmm. The stress level went down. Like, I didn't have to worry about wow. posting or if this is going to get engagement. It was it was like. Like life when when we were like in high school and yeah. social media didn't exist, it was actually pretty nice because you get so wrapped up on your phone that you actually f sometimes forget to like enjoy what's in front nature, of nature, life, yeah. human interaction, conversation, you know. Um, so I remember when they gave us back our phones, we didn't even want them. We're like, no, no why no. don't you save them? And <laughs> like ends. Yeah. Um, but it was a uh, it was a death. It, we were like more into ourselves like it was time to it was like a reflection yeah it's me time let's enjoy just looking out the window and seeing nature and not having your you know your face in your phone it was actually quite nice to be honest with you and so then when we came back i'm like i need to kind of lay off the phone a little bit more and enjoy like life which sometimes people get so wrapped up on social media which it's a beautiful thing social media connects you to the people that are far away from you but sometimes it kind of pushes you away from the, from the ones that are right in front of you. You know what I mean? So that was that was something that we're like, all right, we, we got to learn balance. how to balance how to how to work our life into the phone and, and vice versa. Like we just it was a, an eye opener. actually. It was. Mother's Day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. 
So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience that you get to have with your sister. It's a part of your story that I just think is so beautiful. The other part that's beautiful is that somebody else paid for it, which is just lovely to me. But like, you know, you you got the network paying for you guys to go all around the world. I have to ask you a very important question. And I know only Latinas can relate to this. Did your mother or father put any santos or rosaries or a holy water or prayer card in your backpack because i know my <laughs> mother would have so i want to know were there any little things that they said Hija, lleva esto porque, you know, te va a dar suerte, or you know something along those lines what we did was we took a family portrait Picture. like all of my like my mom my dad my sister Ooh. my grandmother and all of my nieces um so we can and my t- boyfriend so so at he, the time, I didn't oh, have one. So she's like, and my man, man too. <laughs> yes, so and the man, and my man. <laughs> yeah, every day, we, you know, after we ran the leg, I would, you know, get back to the hotel all exhausted. And I'd look at the pictures. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's like, it's a million dollars, you guys. You're, you're, 
you are racing and doing the very best you can because with that money, you know, we, we wanted to pay our moms, our parents mortgage off and help the way, any way that we can. And so you're like gunning, you're like the, the adrenaline really just takes over. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. How like I think about it now, like all the stuff that we did, and I'm like, I don't have energy at all <laughs> to even think about doing it. Well, a big question that people always have, though, is that like, okay, so the winner gets a million dollars. And I want to go back to preparing because that's a big, big question, too, that a lot of people have. But um, the winner gets a million dollars. But just for being on the show, do you get any kind of a stipend? And you obviously don't have to say the amount. But like, do you guys get paid at all for those five weeks that you're away? No, actually, for this one, we don't. However, well, it depends on the contract uh, and the season. Really, it really depends on that. You, I know that there's the winner gets a million dollars. Second place gets a certain amount of money. I think it's like third, 10, fourth and up to fifth place. You get a something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. waiting on on the something. <laughs> top, top fifth. Cut the check. Yeah. Cut the check. We need that money. But now, so you guys were saying before, like how they don't give you a list of things. So it's basically like you're on your own. And I got to tell you guys, when I was watching you on the amazing race and I even texted Lulu, I think it was Lulu or I, I, I don't remember which one of you, but I was saying yeah. I yeah, was yeah, so yeah, cold. I was so cold watching you. My hands would have been freezing. I said to my husband, Mark, they're sweating. They're not wearing enough uh, of a jacket. I'm like, I was really concerned about how thin your jacket was and how little you had to go on, you know? So then basically you just go with what you have in a backpack. A backpack? Yes. That's it, honey. We prepared. Yeah, it's a, it's a backpack. Because remember, anywhere you go, you're traveling with that backpack. And the heavier it is, the worse for you because it trails you behind. You're running with it. Uh-huh. Oh, hold on mm-hmm. one second. So everything you brought with you, you had to carry with you? Yes. Leave me at home because I'm going to have two little maletas, <laughs> the big rolling joint. Hard pass on that. Well, what we did was we're like, all right, if we go somewhere where it's going to be cold, we have to try and buy things that are thin but hold in the heat. So we bought like the under, Patagonia under armor, like long sleeve. Um, and then we base yeah, layer. And then we bought mm-hmm. the jacket that you could actually roll up into a little ball so it doesn't take up too much space on, uh, in your bag. Same thing for shorts. We took one short, one pair of shorts one two sleeve short sleeve shirts and we took like about 10 pairs of socks and rotate them y los panties y los panties como limpiaron los panties so you have to wash everything (laughs) in the sink and the hotel room in the hotel room what a struggle because if you were to use the washer dryer the money that they give you is for the leg if you spend it and then you need to use it to buy like a plane ticket or to buy a cab like a cab or or whatever then you're then you're you're screwed. So you wash everything in the sink of the bathroom inside the toilet. You have it hanging in like, you know, on top of the blow dryer to blow it up, you know, to dry. dry it really fast. What? That is some hostile living. Carolina, my mom would say a good Latina lava sus panties cuando se baña. No echa los panties sucio en la ropa. So when I was little, I always had to hand wash my panties. So very Latina of you two to do this. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You you can't be letting yeah. anybody see what's yeah. in those unmentionables, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. No. And then uh, when we first started the, the first leg and the second leg, we're like, our bags are way too heavy. Because as Latinas, you know, you're you over- putting in the Vicks Vapor Rub, the alcohol <laughs> swabs, the um, peroxide, just in case anything were to happen. We dumped all of that. We're like, nope. Nope, don't need it. We left clothes. We left clothes too, sweaters. Um, you know, there's a medical team that always travels with you. So if you get cut, if you get something, 
they'll they have band-aids and stuff so i'm like we don't need any of this we don't need dicks leave it dump it um socks too it got to a point where like we wore this pair of socks i'm throwing it out i'm not even gonna wash it i'm just gonna and i stayed with two pairs of socks and i would rotate those mm-hmm. um and it made a world of a difference because running or hiking with a 20 pound bag behind you is insane and so then the la- the lighter the bag the, the better, better but you want to make sure that you do have like a little light for your forehead because i remember in london we were running around in the darkness and we forgot that we had the light. If we would have just put it on, we would have been able to see things a lot more. So you want to pack certain little things, a compass. You want to pack certain things that you think you're going to use gloves to like when you're the way that we prepared was we also learned the flags of every country just in case we're like, we need to know where we are, uh, learn different phrases in different languages like thank you or help or Southwest just so that we can get around because we really didn't know where we were going to be traveling to and you don't know the language barrier. Um, and so that's how we prepared. What we forgot to do was learn how to read a map, a map basic. It's the basic. Oh, like a real deal map. Yes. We're so used to GPS. Like we're spoiled now back in the day. It's like you read the map and you follow. Um, but you know, it's, it's easy to read a map, but when you're in a country where you have no idea where you are. And then you don't know if the top of the map is like north or south. I was so confused. I felt like such an idiot. I remember (laughs) the camera guy was just laughing. They're not allowed to talk to you or say anything. They're just there to film. And he was just like laughing like, oh, my God, these girls are so clueless. (laughs) Let's talk about the whole situation where you're out there. You're in the field. You're stressed out human emotion comes out. Was there ever a point in time where you guys were just like, oh my gosh, how is this going to look? Because I just flipped out on my sister and I wish I could take back what I just said. Like, did you guys have moments like they showed a couple of them because, you know, I know you guys very well. The biggest moment for me was the big fight while we were doing the cake because I went into in London. I went into the amazing race and I took that as like a therapy for me. I had just gotten out of a toxic relationship that was really bad. And so I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to find me again. Right. And so I say one little thing as a reflection to myself and homegirl over here, Lala took it like it was her (laughs) problem. It was her issue. Well, and she wouldn't let it go. And then she kept instigating. Well, let me explain Wait, I'm not done. And so I'm trying to move past I'm trying to move past this situation and she keeps railing on me and, ra- and making it about herself. And I'm like, why can't you get over it? Because that I'm getting, I'm over it and you keep bringing it up. Okay. So that's yeah. how she thinks it went down. But in reality, she said those negative words and it, I, it hurt me so much because she isn't what she said she was like, she's basically, she called herself like a loser And that hurts me as her sister. I'm like, no, you're not. And here you are. You allowed this other person to make you believe that that's what you are. And it got me so mad. And I was trying to explain to her at the moment, look at everything we've done. Look at everything that we've accomplished by ourselves. Look at where we are right now on a on a show. And then the producers picked up on that because they heard your words. And they're, of course, zooming in on on like, okay, we need to get this. And I'm trying to explain that to her. And then she 
wants to just disregard it like it never happened. I'm like, no, we're going to address this because I can't have you thinking that you're a loser in t- throughout this entire race. So that's not that going to happen. Yeah. We we know we're the last team, okay, making we're the last people that are going to get to Phil and she wants to have this conversation in the middle of the race where I'm like, <laughs> drop it, we'll talk about it when we get to the hotel. Right now let's Let's have fun with what's going on here. And she wouldn't let it go. And so right. well, those emotions the sisterly... with the bond. Yeah. Because if anyone hurts her, it yeah. hurts me 10 times harder. Like I would rather have bad things happen to me than to see it done to my sister. So that's why I, I, I was so like offended. After we saw it on TV, we actually spoke about it and we're like, this is, and before the second half, you know, after the pandemic, we were like, why are we doing this to each other? We're making our... We're making each other feel bad when we're supposed to be supporting each other. Right. And th- that really was the fight that kind of like, well, hold up. What's Made going us on realize here? like well, our communication skills suck. And we're, we're in communication. <laughs> like what's happening here? But to communicate to other people is so different than when you're doing it with your own family. Because sometimes, right. you know, there's a little like bent up energy or maybe you don't want to hurt each other's feelings. So it's better, better left. Unsaid, and then it's just that buildup, and I think it took for the amazing race for us to finally just air it all out and not keep holding anything in. Nah, but that wasn't bad. Trust me. If I was put in the same situation with my sister Bella, I'll probably end up throwing her off the bridge <laughs> because <laughs> me and her do not hold back at all. Girl, not only that, her with her hair, her extensions, her eyelashes, I would have ended up killing this girl. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys did an amazing job, and that you know that little riff is nothing compared to what some families go through. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails. And the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, how did things change for you guys after the show? Do people recognize you in the street? What's different? Yes, actually, it's um, it's it's actually quite funny. I was in Miami over the weekend because it was my boyfriend's birthday, and at the airport, you know, I'm taking pictures, and it's so weird to me because I'm like, I'm just, it's just Lala. I just, I'm really <laughs> I like it's it's rewarding and it's very nice, but it gets me actually very shy. I'm I like, was okay. actually at Lowe's too. It was it's it's like a, we were having a twinning moment. She was at the airport, I'm at Lowe's, and we're both getting recognized at the same time, and we're like, this is so cool. And oh, that's such nice a thing for you too. Though. Yeah. 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 Cheering you on and rooting for you. That's so that's so wonderful. And that that we had like such a nice vibe and the way that we connected with one another, like they could relate to their sister or their sibling. So it was nice that we were able to, you know, see that we had some type of effect uh, for the people that were watching. So it was nice, but it does get me really shy because <laughs> I'm not used to that. I'm like shy is good because some people get annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like thank you for watching and supporting and the fact that they know about our grandmother and, uh, you know, how we used to make sausage and hamburgers together, uh. like all the little facts that you don't think people are paying attention to it, it, and then you see it you're it's very rewarding so we appreciate it so much um to those people and the fans and, and the fan letters that we've received yeah that was pretty uh cool too so it's it's been uh it's been it, nice it's actually. been nice yeah now we have that like we got bit by the reality bug and we're like uh, do we do another do show I was going to ask that because like there were so many other shows that I could absolutely see you guys on. Like, for example, I was watching Big Brother when that was on, like, you know, it's always on like in the summer. They had the celebrity Big Brother thing or whatever. And I thought they would be perfect for that show or even something like, you know, Survivor or there's so many different places where I could see you guys now. Is it something that you continue to try to do? Like, are there any regrets? Like, is there anything that you look back on with The Amazing Race and say, damn it, I wish we would have done this? Uh Well, I did learn something about ourselves uh, on The Amazing Race, specifically on that one challenge when we were uh, hiking through the canyon and I waited for a cast meet. And I realized, why do we do that? We tend to be too nice and... Sometimes that's our downfall where they step all over us. And seeing that on television, I remember my mom ran down and like literally smacked me. I'm like, I'm an adult. (laughs) She's like, why would you let somebody like do that? This is a race. This is a million dollars. But I don't 
think that way. I think like oh, I'm, I was helping her so we can move together. And so to me, I'm like, I could be so naive to the realities of the world and how people really are. And they don't think like I do or like Lala. And sometimes that has, you know, kind of pushed us behind, even in our career where we're like, what are we doing? We need to be a little bit more, I don't like to say mean. Assertive, maybe assertive. In the things that we want and learn to say and no and not feel guilty about it. Um, but it's a cutthroat. It's a cutthroat show. Mm -hmm. It's a cutthroat industry that you guys work in and you have a lot of heart. And I think that is something that, you know, I don't think it's a downfall. I don't think it's a negative thing. But I think in these situations, I can see where your mother was coming from with that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where she's like, uh, you know, and I, I don't know what she said to you, but I think that would definitely trigger something for me. Do you have tips for people who might be interested in getting into the reality television world? Are there things that they should be doing? Because I know there are people listening who probably want to get into it. Well, yes. the, mo the, the number one thing that you have to realize is that you're going to be running no matter what reality show you do. It's going to involve a lot of cardio. Uh, for the amazing race, mm -hmm. Big Brother, I know you have stuff that you're, you know, There's you're running up and down challenges, the survivor, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have you got to be in shape, right? And so you have to train physically, you have to have that cardio really yeah. is something that's like you have to have that endurance, that stamina to just keep pushing forward, because you will get tested, you you are gonna want to quit, you're gonna want to wave the white flag and just be like, I'm done with this. But and the anxiety is like no other I have never experienced such anxiety in my life. I could not believe it. Like, wow, you don't know where you are. You don't know what you're going to be doing. They don't say anything. And you're kind of like you stuck in the hotel room between four walls. And you're like, ah, you can't sleep. But if you want to be in reality TV, I think maybe you need to start working your social media. Let people know that you exist, that you're out there, you know, like different little things. Maybe YouTube or and be yourself when you're, you know, uh, recording the audition tapes. Um, you have to be yourself because ca the casting directors and people really in general can tell when, when you're, you're being fake or you're trying too hard. hard. You got to be you, you genuine. Know? Yeah. So if you are the crazy psychotic person, be the crazy psychotic person on your audition tape. Because then when you go in front of the producers and you're kind of quiet, they're going to be like, well, what happened to the person that we saw on the tape? This, yeah, this is not her. Well, they're looking for specific, you know, they're, they're looking to fill a specific role sometimes, you know, so if that's who, what your personality is, you could be doing yourself a disservice by not being real. So, okay, I got this. I got to start checking my DMs, honey, because I never check my DMs. Boom. That should have been number one. You don't know what kind of casting directors are in there. I'm going in right now. <laughs> CBS is actually casting for Big Brother, Survivor, and The Amazing Race, and they have a very hard time casting Latinos. They're asked, they're actually looking and reaching out to Latinos. Hmm. Um, and so, hey, if you're out there, you're listening, make that audition tape and, and apply submit it. Yeah. And submit it because they have diversed uh, the cast. You know, before it used to be a, a lot of you know, the same thing. And now they're really trying to be diverse and have a little bit of everyone uh, so that it could be fair and it could be entertaining and fun. So now was that a conversation that you had with someone? Like, can you give us a little more information on, on how you know that they're looking to diversify more? Yeah. So I, I think our season 33 uh, has been one of the most diverse, you know, you had your, your black, your white, your Spanish, your Indian, like it was very mm -hmm. diverse. And, and of course you had your, your, um, gay couple which they were the best <laughs> loved them um I and so them. 
yes, we were, they they reached out to us. The casting director, Jesse said, Hey, you know, if you have, we can't recommend because we have that. Like if I were to say, Oh, honey, or Carolina can do it. Honey and Carolina. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm afraid of heights. I got a bad back. I don't like eating scary stuff. No, no, I'm good. I'll watch honey and Bella. So I can finally get rid of my sister. But they did say, you know, if you can help us, you know, they, we are casting for Latinos, whether it's brother, siblings, a couple, you know, whatever the case may be, but we really want to get the Latino, you know, demo in there because yeah. you know we're we're fun and we're spicy we're fire <laughs> that's right girls but you know what i always say to myself i loved how you represented i think you guys were 100 percent authentically you you guys made us so proud you handled yourselves with class and respect seriously and and i would get so nervous before each episode because i was like i remember talking to you both you and lala and and you guys would be like well we don't know what we're gonna and, and then i would be anxious and then i'm like these girls are fine Pero mejor que no ganaron, because then everybody would be asking you for money handouts loans to stay at your house you have too, many cousins. too many cousins i think you guys really did you did us a service by representing for latinas everywhere especially you know for our industry you know radio never gets the shine that i think it deserves and i think that you guys really let Agreed. people see kind of what you do what you're all about and i and i love this behind the scenes take because like i said it's such a hard thing to break into people think it's like oh it's reality tv how hard could it be but it's super complex. It's, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. It was a great advantage speaking Spanish and being able to read it and write it because at one point on the race, we thought we were going to be going to Spain and with the, everyone kind of started gravitating towards us. Like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, if we're in Spain and we, we have to communicate. We're going to, we're going to stick by you guys. And I'm like, um, well, in Lugano, you know, we were in Switzerland, but they, there wasn't a, there's a lot of people from Italy because it's really right. like right next door. You could see Italy in front. Um, there was a lot of Italian uh, little, you know, restaurants there. And a lot, a lot of people were talking Italian. It's very similar to Spanish. So when we were getting directions, we were just listening and, every, you know, it, it really helped us out. Yeah. So, you know, knowing other languages def definitely plays a part uh, on the race. So it worked to our advantage. And then speaking to one another in Spanish so that the other castmates wouldn't understand. So we were like, mira, no le digas, pero yes. el club está allí, vamos a ir, suavecito. <laughs> you know? so it was so great to like communicate or even be able to write things and they not be able to understand. So like it really, it was an advantage that we had. I think that is, that's the prevailing message here too, because I think that there are so many people, this is life in Spanglish, you know, it's like sometimes we may not say things the, the proper way, or you may not be, you know, um, using the correct word, but as long as you can communicate, as long as you keep that alive, you know, I think that it's so beneficial for people to remember their roots and where we came from. And I just, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming in and hanging out with us and let us know when you're going to be on something else next because honey and i will be there to support and watch for real so me and carolina could be your number one cheerleaders right for sure for sure do you guys have anything coming up next we definitely will keep you guys posted uh we how do i say this we do we do <laughs> that's all i can say okay they do they do. <laughs> well, you know what? We want all of our friends here at Life in Spanglish to support you guys. And we just adore you. Like we said, this is a sisterhood. You know, we lift each other up. We support one another. So tell everybody where they can find you. And we love that you guys were here for this episode. Anytime we have you on, 
people are always like, when are Lulu and Lala coming Aww. back? That means a lot. Thank you for having us once again. You guys are um, fun. Everyone can find us at uh, Lulu Ilala. Um, that's Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is luluilala.com, and then you can find everything there. And then you could hear us every night, Monday through Friday, on KTU from 7 to midnight. Do it. Do it now. We love you, girls. Thank you so much. We love, love you guys. guys. Love you so much. Thank you for having us. Any, any time. Thank you. You make us proud. Definitely. Super proud. Oh, thank you. You guys inspire us. Exactly. Well, I'm, I just hang out in my basement. I'm not going around the world. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not that adventurous. So, Same. you know, this is the best you're going to get. <laughs> so, Well, there you have it. You know what? Hopefully we gave you guys some tips on how to enter into the reality TV world. And like we said, we've got to get out there and represent, honey. There are so many people who, you know, we need to show our faces. There are so many different kinds of Latinos out there. We've got all different shades. And, you know, I want people to feel like, they're being seen. So if this is motivation for you to get out there, maybe reach out to a casting director, get on Instagram, put yourself out there. It's going to be a wonderful result. Now, you guys, we love you. We know that you guys follow us at L.I. Spanglish. If you guys want to hit us on social media, I am at The Real Carolina. I am Honey German. And make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars. That's not a request. That's a demand. Oh, okay. But anyway. <laughs> and make sure you join us here back, uh, back here next week, guys. Thank you so much for hanging with us. What a fun show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.